Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about ditching diet culture and helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight by helping them keep it simple. I'll be sharing tips, nutrition information, and actionable strategies. Plus, I'll be your coach to keep you motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. All right, let's get started. Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. This week, I'll be talking with you about goals. Obviously, in the weight loss world, goals are discussed so, so much because everyone starts off with a goal of how much weight they want to lose, but there's so much more to it than that. I'll start us off by reviewing your why or your motivation. Then I'll go over why we even set goals and how to set yourself up for long-term success. Then I'll detail SMART goals, the best and only kind of goal that I think you should be setting. Make sure you stick around until the end because I'll be sharing the tip of the episode. This week, I'm going to take you step-by-step through the process of setting a SMART goal. So don't miss it. Let's get started. Your why. Here we are talking about motivation again, but it's so important. So I just want to go through it quickly one more time for you. Motivation can also be your why for wanting to change. So think back to that list that you made after the first episode. And if you haven't made your list, pause this episode, go back to episode one, listen through, make your list that I walk you through at the end, and then come back to this one. So I hope that you were able to add at least one internal or intrinsic motivator to your list because that's what's really applicable to setting goals. I'm a strong believer of the fact that you are in charge. I mean, I can tell you what to do and you're probably going to do it for a little bit of time, but then you're probably going to stop because that's an external motivator, somebody else telling you what to do. So if you're setting goals for somebody else, i.e. that doctor that maybe has said you need to lose weight, you're less likely to be successful in the long run. And this is because it's not really connected to your why, which is that intrinsic motivator. So again, someone else telling you what to do can get you going, like we talked about those extrinsic motivators kind of kick you in the butt and get you on the move, but your why is really what keeps you going over the long term. Your why can also change over time as well. You know, a lot of people, you know, achieve their goals and they're like, yay, I did it and I don't need to think about anything anymore. But then because their why has been achieved, they lose that motivation. And that's when people often end up going into that relapse stage that we talked about in episode three. So it's important in order to help you avoid relapse that we revisit your why, revisit your motivation, and we, you know, it changes over time. It's not static. Your best self vision that we did, that can change over time and you know, it's not 
you get to the end and then that's the end. You can continue on, make new goals, make a new why, and uh, that helps you make those long-term kind of super habits that you're not thinking about and it becomes a part of your behavior. Why do we even set goals? A couple of reasons are it helps focus how you want to spend your time and can keep you on track. It prioritizes what matters to you. It gives you something concrete to strive for. You can learn from your goals, you know, what's working, what's not working, and it increases your commitment. You also almost want your goals to break down into different categories. I think this is like where a lot of people get stuck with goal setting. You know, they they do set goals. They understand, you know, okay, I have a goal. I better set something. But they skip the breakdown step. So let's say you've got your overall best self goal. You know, that vision that we did together, your best self, you living your best life. Now let's break that down. So now let's say, you know, what's a three-month timeframe goal that we're going to do to achieve that overall best self goal? And then within those three-month goals, what's a weekly goal that we can do to get us to our three-month goal? And then the three-month goal gets us to our overall best self goal. And we're going to get a little bit into the weekly goals when I walk you through SMART goals. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But I just want you to remember that you need to not skip that breakdown step. And that's where a lot of people get stuck in goal setting. The other thing that can trip up people with goal setting is that you focus too much on the outcomes and you actually make the outcome your goal when really you should be making your behavior the goal. The outcome is what follows the behavior. So just as an example, Let's say you set a goal to eat more vegetables and drink more water. These are your behaviors, and perhaps the outcome is weight loss. So what a lot of people do is the opposite of that, right? Like you say your goal is, I want to lose weight, and that seems really overwhelming, and you can get um, tripped up by the fact that it's such a broad, uh, vague goal that you don't know where to start, and so you give up. So again, you want to focus on your behavior and not the outcome. So behavior would be, I'm going to eat more vegetables, I'm going to drink more water, and the outcome is perhaps you lose some weight. You also want to set positive goals. So things that you're going to do rather than things that you're not going to do. Because ultimately you're trying to create new habits. You know, in the last episode when we, you know, talked about Annie from Bridesmaids, Um, saying that people can't change. Uh, She's a little bit right in the sense that, you know, you can't change who you are, but you can create new habits and you can create new behaviors. So it's looking at at a positive way. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to stop whatever it is, you're going to say, I'm going to do something in place of that. When we're setting goals, we're creating habits. And then these habits become super habits or autopilot habits. And that's what we're striving for. Autopilot habits or super habits are things like putting one shoe on before the other without even thinking about it, or doing your bedtime routine from start to finish every single night with very little thought. 
So, you know, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you comb your hair, you put your pajamas on, you get in bed, you listen to a meditation and you go to sleep. You're probably not thinking too much about what step comes next because it's a super habit. It's something that you do every day. And that is the ideal thing that we're trying to do. You want to eventually get to the point where you're just putting vegetables on your plate every single meal. It's part of your routine. You're not even thinking about, you know, what vegetable, how much am I going to put because now it's a super habit. Now let's move through five steps to think about to set you up for long-term success. So it's a five-step framework, and it's just one thing that you should do before we move into SMART goals. So the first one is have a realistic idea of what you want. I did already mention this in the first episode. So you know your ideal body weight, what's your best weight, what's your best weight for you? You know, maybe your best weight is a little bit more than what you think it should be because that's the weight that you can stay at long term and be happy and healthy, feel balanced, um, etc. And if you don't have a weight loss goal, then maybe it's a health, health goal. And so it's just important that we think about what's realistic, what can we do forever. The second step is giving yourself a sensible timeline. Okay, so there is no crash dieting in my world. Slow and steady wins the race. You know, that is a children's tale for a reason. This can mean that motivation can take a hit when we're talking about that slow and steady wins the race kind of concept. But that's what I'm here for. So I'm here to help you stay on track, keep you motivated, and to support you so that, you know, we're changing your why, we're changing your motivation, we're celebrating successes, we're making, you know, reasonable goals that you're achieving and we're celebrating them and that helps keep your motivation high and that's where you know you need to have a sensible timeline there's no such thing in my world as you know losing 20 pounds in a month that's just not realistic I hope I'm here to kind of dispel that myth and teach you how you can do it in a reasonable time third is to measure your progress consistently you need to choose something that you're going to always do to track your process progress and successes. This can be a bunch of different things. Okay. So it can be the scale. It can be body measurements, a certain pair of pants, how your stomach feels every morning, how rested you feel each day, how energetic you are. Do your joints feel good? Do you feel less bloated, etc., etc. Pick something and that is your consistent measure of progress and success. Number four, you need to have other health-related goals. So I did already mention this in step one, but it's important that we mention it again. Outside of weight loss, if that is a goal that you have, you also should choose other things that can be celebrated as successes. So improved sleep, you're feeling stronger, maybe health measures like cholesterol, your confidence, your self-esteem, So pick something that you feel is important to you outside of just losing weight. And lastly, number five is factoring in maintenance. Yay, my favorite thing, sustainability, maintenance. (laughs) So what can you do long term? And I know I say forever and that sort of freaks people out. Again, you know, whatever you do to lose the weight is generally what you have to do to keep the weight off. Whatever you do to improve your sleep, your strength, 
you know, your confidence is generally what you're going to have to do long-term in order to keep that as a super habit. What is sustainable? And that is different for everyone. So a good example of this is meal prepping. So you'll come to find that I I cannot meal prep. I don't do it. Um, So, you know, we can talk about it, but I'm just going to be totally upfront and honest with you guys. I do not meal prep. I cannot make it a part of my life. It does not work for me. It does not work for who we are as a family. Um, Some people love it and live, breathe, and sleep meal prep. But my point is this. If long term, you don't see that you are going to commit to set aside time every single weekend or whatever day it is to meal prep, then you should not meal prep to achieve your goals. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. You know, if meal prepping is a way that you see weight loss and then you achieve your weight loss goal and you stop meal prepping, that is probably going to hinder your ability to maintain your weight loss over time. So if you hate meal prepping like I do, then it's not something that we're going to do to get you to your goal and to get you to that new habit. Okay, smart goals, my favorite. (laughs) I'm such a nerd. You guys are going to realize this as we go through. Okay, so SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. It's a super common method in the health world, but really it can be applied anywhere. And the point is, is that it helps you define and implement your intentions. So rather than just say you're going to do it and then feel bad when you don't, it goes back to my first episode where I talked about, you know, keeping things simple, living in your real life, and SMART goals help you do this because it's a framework for helping you set small achievable goals. You set the small goal, you achieve the goal, you feel great, we celebrate your win, and your motivation cup is refilled and helps you keep going. Okay, so now I'm going to take you through each letter in the acronym SMART in a little bit more detail. S is for specific. Being specific is important because it helps you to incorporate your behavior, not just the outcome. Like I said before, right? We often do it backwards. We set the goal as the outcome instead of the behavior. So being specific really helps you get down to the nitty gritty behavior. This is like that step again that I mentioned before where people often have a vision and then they get stuck there. And this is where we're going to break it down. We have a vision, then we've got some three-month goals, and then we've got our weekly goals, and we work down from that framework. M is for measurable, and this is just important to add a quantifiable or measurable criteria to your goal so that you can measure your long-term progress. This helps you feel good and it keeps you honest. (laughs) There's lots of different ways that you can be creative here. You know, you could mark your calendar, keep a log, cross off a checklist, etc. Whatever kind of floats your boat. A is for attainable. So attainable is a little bit similar to specific. As I've mentioned many times before, attainable goals are essentially larger goals that are now broken down into smaller ones. I personally don't like big goals because they set you up for failure and not achieving goals doesn't feel good and you know, lessens our motivation to continue on. So what I want you to think about is your goal should be ambitious but not impossible. R is for realistic. 
I've said this before, but be real, live in your real life. You know, uh, like I said last week, if ordering a meal delivery service gets you to that healthy dinner that is works in your busy evenings rather than trying to cook everything from scratch, then that is the realistic goal that you need to set for yourself. And being realistic reinforces your efforts and keeps you moving forward in the right direction. Last letter, T, time bound. We need to set a timeline. When are you going to achieve a goal? Let's look back to R. Let's choose a time that's realistic, but not too far in the f- in the future. You need a finish line that's foreseeable. And that's where, you know, we've got the vision, the three-month goals, the weekly goals. So again, SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Okay, so that brings us into my tip of this episode. So this episode, I'm going to take you step-by-step through the process of setting a SMART goal. Okay, so the first step is to think of a goal. (laughs) Make it a behavior, not an outcome. And I want you to choose something that you will do, so the positive, not something that you won't do. So I'm going to do this along with you so that you can see how it works. I am notorious for not drinking enough water. I know, dietitians were not perfect. I forget to drink it. I'm notoriously dehydrated. I get dehydration headaches. So my goal is going to center around drinking more water. Okay, so do you have your goal? Perfect. Now let's follow through the SMART acronym. So specific. My drinking water goal is already pretty specific. If your initial goal is, let's say, to lose five pounds, this is where we need to break it down a little bit. Maybe the behavior, again, the five pounds is the outcome, so you need to pick a behavior here. So maybe it's eating more vegetable, <laughs> vegetables, eating more vegetables to help you lose the weight. Now measurable. I'm going to say that I'm going to drink two of my swell bottles each day. A for attainable. I already drink about one bottle, give or take. So I'm going to make it, you know, achievable, attainable for myself by saying that I'm going to add one more. And that feels pretty doable to me. Realistic. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to do this every day. I'm super forgetful. I've got two kids. I've got a lot going on. So to make it fit into my real life, I'm going to say that I'll aim to drink the two bottles on Tuesday and Thursday. And time bound, I'm going to make this a really short timeline and I'm going to say that I'm going to do this next week. Okay, so do you have all your SMART criteria? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound. Great. The next step is that you're always going to start your goal with, I will. And then next, I'm going to say, you should write down your goal. (laughs) I love to write stuff down. I think it just, you know, even if you kind of throw it away or whatever afterwards, uh, it just sort of helps us remember it a little bit more, makes it a little bit more accountable. If I'm going to write down my water goal, it's going to sound like this. I will drink more water by drinking two swell bottles of water on Tuesday and Thursday of next week. Did you do it? How did your goal sound for you? Are you confident? That brings me into that last final step. After you've written your goal down, you're going to rank your confidence in achieving your goal. So I want you to think of a scale from one to 10. One is, there's no way (laughs) I'm doing that. And 10 is like, I've basically already accomplished the goal. So rank yourself on that one to 10 scale right now, where you're feeling in your confidence level of achieving the goal. 
for me, I feel pretty confident. I think I'm like a seven and a half that I'm going to get this done. So if you're over seven, you're good to go. If you rank yourself six or less, we need to go back and revisit the goal. Maybe we lessen, you know, maybe I say I'm going to drink one and a half swell bottles and I'm just going to do it one day next week. So you need to be seven or more in order to feel confident and ready to achieve the goal. And it's okay if you rank yourself less. It just means that we need to like loop back a little bit, revisit the goal and rejig it a little bit so that you feel like confident that you're going to go ahead and achieve the goal. There you go. You've got a smart goal that you're ready to go off and accomplish. This episode, I talked about your why and how it needs to be connected to your motivation. We went through why it's important to set goals in the first place and how it's connected to you being your best self and living your best life. I discussed a five-step framework to help you achieve success. And lastly, I defined what smart goals are, which brought us to my tip this week. I walked you through the steps needed to set a goal, which I hope you did along with me, and now you've got a goal to work on. If you want some extra accountability for your goal, please share it with me. You can message me on Instagram. I'm at laurav.weightlosscoach. Thanks for listening. You can find a summary of the show and all the links I mentioned in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more community, make sure you join my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Finally, if you liked this episode, make sure you follow the show, and I'd love if you take a minute to leave a review or share with a friend. All right, excited to chat again next week. Bye for now.